Uh, Mark. And John. Uh, I'm seeing pink elephants. <laughs> Me too. They're on each side of this camp. Are they coming after you? Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> Let's get after it. Welcome to Driftless Drinks. My name is John. My name is Mark. And today we are looking at Belgian-style beers. There's a bunch of them. Some of them are our favorites. Mark, what are we looking at today? Today, my friend, we have Delirium Tremens. This is the Pink Elephant beer from Heig Brewery. And in, um, uh, I believe in America we pronounce this uh, Heig Brewery. So this is a Belgian pale strong ale supposedly, from whatever we can find. <laughs> but we're just going to call this a Belgian pale ale, right? Yeah. So Belgian beers are all about the yeast, right? It's the yeast character that really makes or breaks these things, at least in my opinion, from the uh, Belgian styles I've had. Um, it's always the yeast that jumps out, the yeast and the carbonation, right? So I'm really expecting, uh, with a pale ale, it's going to be light fruit, slightly sweet on the front end, maybe a little bit of biscuity breadiness along with that, and just... Very effervescent, and I think this is going to be a really fun and fine beer to drink, John. I'm looking forward to it. Now, supposedly, I've had this in the distant past. At least my loving wife tells me that we've had this in yep. the distant past. Those, uh, those pink elephants will get you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and if you've ever been to McGregor, Iowa, you've seen the big pink elephant. But I don't remember it. It's been long ago enough that I do not remember having this beer, and I am Deeply looking forward to it. Uh, can you read the can? Because I can't. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go around the can. We've got Delirium Tremens with the giant pink elephant off right. He actually looks like a little baby elephant. He's super cute. He does. Uh, and then underneath it, it's uh, a bit boastful, but it says, Elected as the best beer in the world, X space, exclamation point. That's funny. <laughs> Imported by BBL Inc., Frederick, Maryland, as we spin the can to the right. Uh, once again, in Puerto Rico, we do not litter. 8.5% alcohol by volume. This is 1.9 fluid ounces, so 16.9 ounces in all. Serving mm -hmm. temperature 41 to 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, keep going. and it, uh, Oh, the website at the bottom is www.delirium.be. Um, and that's pretty much it. It's got a few markings like from the brewery, from the Haig Brewery, and also uh, BelgianFamilyBrewers.be. Uh, mm -hmm. That's it for the can, John. It's it's actually it's very noticeable and fairly lovely packaging. Now, these are cans. I've had this beer more than a handful of times out of the ceramic-looking bottles. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how this experience will differ in a can. I'm hoping it's going to stack up to the bottles because the ones I've had in bottles are tremendously good. Yeah. I I think we need to crack it, man. I, especially, just, uh... especially with that temperature. We really need to uh, get, oh, get yeah. moving on this one. And so that's, to me, just as a real quick point, serving temperature of 41 to 45 degrees Fahrenheit is really, really low to me for this style of beer. There should be a lot of yeah. subtle hints of, like, fruitiness and, as I explained earlier, with the biscuitiness and things like that, that I think are going to we'll get there as it warms. I don't know if we'll see them right away when it's that cold. But are you ready, John? I am armed and ready. Go ahead and give her Three, the count. Two. One. Uh, not synchronized, but that's okay. 
It was on my end. That means something's off. (laughs) (laughs) Damn pink elephants. Could could be my internet connection. All right. All right. Going in. Oh, man. Mine's about ready to explode out the top. Uh, Mine's been behaving. That is really a pretty, pretty color. Very pale yellow. Not quite that daisy yellow. Ooh. Yeah. Caught. Oh. All right. Caught a whiff of it right away. Oh, it's. Yeah. I can. I can read the screen through this. Yeah. Very effervescent. Very clear. It's upside down because of the tulip glass, but I can read it. Look at. <laughs> look at the bubbles. Yeah, that's really nice. The head is good and frothy. That's you know in a Coors. Uh, no, Budweiser commercial. They would pour a beer that looked like that. Well, they would try. They, they would, would actually pour this beer and then call and it And then Budweiser. say, call it yeah. Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's, it is uh, straight gold in color. Yep. Clarity is impeccable. Can't tell about any lacing because the head is still sticking around. It sure is. This is nice. This is the, the bubblies on top are very fun. Oh, very yeah. playful. All right, I'm sticking a nose in it. Okay. Really pale malty. Yeah, cracker, mm-hmm. pear. I get the pear, yeah. It's um, old lemon, where it's lost the Ooh. spiciness. Yeah. But wow, the bubbles are just going right up my nostril. The, the, uh, the carbonation on this is crazy. Yeah, very effervescent. And we know that a lot of Belgian styles, they... they actually do the last bit of fermentation in the vessel which is a pretty common technique but uh i don't know if they're doing that in this can but boy it is really really got a uh, pungent note to it i'm not yeah. getting the spicy alcohol that like their website actually mentioned something about that in the scent mm. they just say slightly malty with a nice touch of alcohol spicy there's a touch now that the head's starting to dissipate a little bit. I think it, when you get a little of the uh, sound bite of retronasal olfaction. Retronasal olfaction. Yes, as we both look toward the sky. <laughs> yeah. Wait for the voice to rain down <laughs> upon us. Waiting like, for the. Uh, wait, waiting like for the, the angel of the retronasal. Yeah. The retronasal angel. Story. <laughs> uh, oh, Falcor. So yeah, this. Uh, I, I'm starting to get a pinch of that alcohol and not the head's going down. Yep. All right. Time for the should science we, portion. Sh- yeah, should we get into the uh, the sounds of science? Yes. Which also, interestingly enough, sound like uh, some dude pulling a big one off a bong. <laughs> I have no idea. to that closely enough. I, I have no idea what that means. All right. Going in here. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, you play innocent, do you? Oh, mine's way too warm. I'm at 50. I say mine's way too warm. I'm at 53, a little bit less, 52 and a half. Okay, oh, really? Let me get a little stir here. Yeah. yeah. I'm, at, I'm at about 49, which uh, is too you. warm according to the serving temp, but I will guarantee once we get into this, this closer to 50 is the right temperature to start this. Really? Okay. I... I hate to say this on the label, but I honestly think 41 degrees is going to absolutely crush your taste buds, and you're really going to get nothing out of this until it warms in the glass. I, I got gotcha. you. This is that my opinion only. 
Well, you you know I've yet to have this beer, so I I have yet to remember having this beer. <laughs> All right. Well, someday let's... we'll jog that memory for you. John. <laughs> All right. Let's take a moment, take a picture for the gram. We'll come back. We'll try this thing. Sure. And we're back. That grand picture uh, is out there. Hopefully you saw it. If you didn't, uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram. We try to put these out about a week or so ahead of time so you know what we're going to drink. Maybe you can drink along with us. That's cool. And then we'll put it up one, another gram once we've got the uh, once we've got it out there and in the world, this podcast. So uh, <laughs> once we let this little baby <laughs> just out into the world, out of the nest, the little baby bird, we let it out. Oh, and little... hopefully it flies before it falls. But even if it falls, as long as it doesn't break his neck or get it eaten by wolves. All right. I, I think we need to taste this. Yeah. Yep. All right. John, are you Here. ready? I'm ready. Mm. Oh, my. Ooh, that is. I like that. Um, boy, does boy. it clean up nice, too. Yeah, there's well. So, the all right, John's gonna come <laughs> edit no, that statement. No, 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 no. So, oh, what do you got I, there, John? So, the the biscuit is there. The spice is there. That smoothness that's coming from. I'm not gonna lie. It tastes. There's like an overprocessed taste to it. That. And that's what I get at the end. That's how it's cleaning up. It's cleaning up almost like, I hate to say it, it's cleaning up a lot like the finer points of an American macro-produced beer. Hmm. You know what I mean? Not a, not not that bad, tangy, you know, this spent way too much time in a factory kind of taste, but, hmm. but that, that mellow kind of, almost sweet note that doesn't quite break the sweet barrier that I, Budweiser has it in spades right when when you get a decent bud and it's right. fresh and it's clean and you have it this finishes up a lot like that except that bud has a bad astringency to it that I don't like at all but this uh, and this doesn't have any of that I gotta go in again I just took another pull off the nose I caught a really interesting whiff there oh yeah the nose is crazy so it's okay. I have to try to explain this. I feel please need do to explain myself before I tell you what I smelled back in this after drinking out of it. Gotcha. Okay, so on the nose, there's like pear. I still get that little bit of crackery goodness. There is a little mm -hmm. bit of alcohol. A little bit of alcohol on the nose. I'm starting to get a little bit of a pepperiness. But when I got when I took the second pull off the nose, right to smell it. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I smelled mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I, All right, I gotta go. I gotta smell that again. Okay. Listen, man, I've seen some things, <laughs> and some stuff, man. I, I've had some mac and cheese, man. Three different continents, man. It's weird. There was like, it was almost like a salty butteriness on the nose. But you know it just hit me at a very quick instant, and then it was gone. I can't get it again. That butteriness is there. 
That's for sure. And I get, okay, so I'm getting the hint. Once you put that in my brain, I can pick up some of that, some of that I scent. I shouldn't have done that. I know I shouldn't have done no, that. No, no, no. That's not bad at all. It doesn't smell like mac and cheese. Let's let's just be really clear here. No, the, no, the, it, the beer itself, if you just smelled this out of context, you would not go, oh, mac and cheese. But <laughs> the notes that you're picking up are definitely there. So I get what you're saying. I totally do. It doesn't have that diacetyl into it. You know, whenever we mention butteriness, you always worry about the diacetyl and because that can give it an off flavor. That's right. that butter popcorn kind of flavor. This doesn't have that. This is this is a much more pleasant version of of what you're uh, of butter, yes. yeah. So, and I, it's it's not a prevalent note of this beer. It's just something mm. struck me as that when I put my nose back in the glass. As far as flavor goes, I'm still getting that light fruit kind of pear note. There's a little bit of the pepperiness. Uh, Belgian yeast is kind of sitting in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's not really a discernible hop to it it's more the alcohol that's kind of cleaning up on the back end for me i don't know about you man but like this is sort of crushable there's two sides to this statement Mm -hmm. this is crushable in a way that it shouldn't be crushable i feel like there should be a little bit more to the flavor profile here to keep me a little more interested but at the same time i'm having a pretty good time and i could probably (laughs) pound up four pack of these very easily because they go down very very smoothly it it is it is a way smooth beer. There's a little too much in the back end for me. There's a little too much um, on the end to want to drink more than more than one. And I get why it needs to be cold. I've had this out of a bottle a few very memorable times, mm-hmm. and I think like one of them was a really excellent overall beer experience. So I associate this beer to that experience. I don't get that out of the can. And I know that packaging shouldn't have much to do with these things, but it does at the end of the day. It does. Like, yeah. the perception is reality to some degree. Now, whether it's measurable or not is totally up for up for debate. But this is a solid beer, but there are other pale Belgian beers that I think I would go to a little more readily at this point than drink another one out of the can. Like this. Right, right, yeah. That's the thing too is that we've chose this one for its availability, and right. like you said, if you can find it not in a can, definitely do that. They make four pack. It used to be you could only get it in a bomber, the the ceramic yep. bombers. I've seen it lately in four packs, four pack four- of eleven ounce, eleven point yeah. two ounce uh, bottles. Yes. Yeah. So I I would I would suggest try it in either of those. If you really want to explore Belgian beers, we've left a lot on the table. There are. Yeah. There are quads, there are duples, there's triples, there are Belgian saisons, uh, there's um, the golden Belgian strong. single, don't forget those. Oh yeah, there's the single. Um, there's the blondes, there's, you know, the the golden strong ale is kind of what this is. It, it's don't they make all the, farmhouse ales too, Belgian? Well, it's kind of a saison. It's a farmhouse Oh ale. yeah, you already yeah. covered that, sorry. Yep. So that's, so there's a lot out there to try. Uh, Quads are some of my favorite all-time beer style uh, beers. Yeah. I love that style. Um, you can't really go wrong with a good triple. And if you like the caramely sweetness, the duples are a really good place to to start off with. Um, yeah, for the and there's some there's some very well known and established breweries besides uh, the the Hague here. Um, <laughs> here the Hague, the mm-hmm. ha- the Hague. 
God, I'm never going to be able to pronounce this. But like Hugue. when I think about Hugue. Belgian style beers, I immediately go to like Orval, West mm-hmm. Mall. Um, oh, what's the other? Roquefort. Uh, yep, Roquefort. Those are like any of those. Just if you've never had a Belgian style beer, look for the Roquefort. Mm-hmm. Look for Orval. Look for West Mall because those are fairly readily available too. Delirium really is available almost anywhere. And that's, again, like John, you said, uh, that's why we picked this one. But there are other uh, really, really well-known and well-respected breweries that turn out uh, beers out of Belgium that are pretty amazing on the whole. Yeah, like, the, the the two I'd mention that, that you haven't is Duval. Definitely try um, – Duval makes them good. Their Golden Drac is, oh. one of, is, one of the, is one of the worldwide standards. So that yes. one – definitely get a Golden Drac from Duval if you can find that. Um, and then the other one, which is actually pretty pretty common, is Chimay. Chimay, um, yeah. and which Chimay is delicious. It's not terribly dynamic. It's one of the reasons we didn't go with it. The other thing is that that alcohol content. I think they make one that's like ten percent. So, <laughs> got to be a little careful of that one. Um, but we're also missing uh, Saint Bernardus. Oh, Saint Bernardus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's a lot, a lot of them up there. Um, I actually pulled up just just as a side note here. I pulled up. Uh, a site called Beerwolf. Ooh. Uh, yeah, which is uh, a British website, and Wolf they ran Beer Street, the Wolf of Beer Street, and they they put their top ten Belgian beers out here. And I looked at a bunch of top ten oh. lists, and I looked around. I think they did a really good job. This sounds um, fun. Yep. Their number one is yep. the Triple Carmelite. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, so that one is one that you reviewed recently on our YouTube channel. Make sure you go there. It's uh, uh, just look for Driftless Drinks on YouTube. It will come up. That Triple Carmelite, I am really looking forward to having it. Uh, you gave me an extra one, and I've got it down in the fridge, and I need to have that one soon. And here's one that I've, I've seen at our local, AB, um, my local LBS. That is your local local bottle shop. My, my local local LBS. So John's which, got a bottle shop in his basement. He just uh, distributes whatever God, he wants. You'd, you'd freaking think so if you looked at it. Um, oh, I've seen your basement. It's impressive. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Uh, there is the. I uh, drink my beer, John. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. You're doing. I, I like to look at it <laughs> and then go, "Why does this taste bad?" Oh, it's. <laughs> From 2016. Hey, Hoser, this milk's four years old, eh? Hoser, <laughs> this is four months old. Uh, okay, so eight, nine, and ten. Uh, La Chiffie Blonde Ordinelle. Uh, Dardine. 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 I don't know. La Chiffie. I don't know. La Chiffie. How's that? La Chiffie. Um, it's the one that's got the gnome on it. I see it all the time, and I keep thinking it's some kind of joke beer, and apparently it's a really good Belgian. Oh, really? I need it. Yeah, i got to try that one. And then they've got Orval, of course, which yeah. is not a bad thing. But the thing with the Orval is that that does have bread in it, so you're going to get a little bit of a sourness to it. Same thing with a lot of Saison's. will give you just a little bit of a sour note to it. Not like a real sour, not like a Goza, not, right. nothing like that, but they will have just a bit of, of a sour note. You get a hint of that, yeah, and that's the Orval is very... yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even describe it as tart. It's just, it's got a tiny bit of that funk on the top end. And mm-hmm. man, is the carbonation crazy on a Norval. Is it really? Okay. See, I haven't oh, yeah. had I haven't had it yet, so. And I haven't had one in years. I haven't seen one in years, but it used to be available around the area. So I ended up buying yeah. one. 
based on a, a Zane Lamprey recommendation, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. So uh, if you do your own research on uh, Belgian beers, you'll also find a lot of Lambics. You'll find some Creeks. You'll find some Femboise. Uh, those are all Belgian style beers. We those we'll talk about in when we get to sours and wild ales. Uh, uh, that'll be fun. <laughs> Not Mark's favorite type of beer. Yeah, I can go fruit and field, but when we start going sour, yeah, uh, so yeah. do I. Oh, uh, sometimes I love me some Brett. Not Favre, traitor. I was gonna say I'll let him know. Mm-mm. Not Favre, but the other not guy. not Favre, not Favre, no Brett Myers. Anyway, <laughs> all right, man. Let's take a break. We'll come back for final thoughts and wrap this bad boy up. Word. Right, so delirium tremens mark you have 30 seconds what are your opinions okay belgian pale ale i enjoy this one um out of a can i can't say i've enjoyed it as much as i have out of a bottle so if you can find it find it in a bottle i think it's a pretty enjoyable beer overall like i said i've had a couple of great experiences with this one um Really easy to find, too. So if you're new to Belgian beers, this is a great one to get in on ground floor. Packaging is wonderful to go along with it. Um, mm-hmm. Solid beer. Light, crispy, touch of butter, crackery, uh, and some light fruit notes of pear. I enjoy it, and I will have it again. Yep. I. So for my end, I think that it looks like it's going to be a light, crisp beer. It is not light. It has some weight to it. There is a... Uh, there's a... There's a note that runs right through it, which is really super interesting. Um, we have let the break go a little bit long, and I'm up to 62 degrees. And I got to tell you, I think the beer tastes a little better at this warmer temperature. You were exactly right, my friend. I, uh, it's to me, this is a this classifies somewhere around a Belgian style golden strong ale. And um, if you are into macro beers, if you know you are happy with a Bud or a Bud Light or something like that, try this. It's going to hit those good notes for you and then take you just a little bit further. Um, you know, if I was going to give this a scale of 1 to 10, I'd say this is a 6. I want to try it out of a bottle because I think you're right about the can. But uh, I like it. I'd give it a yeah. 6. I had one experience with this that was like a 9. Um, this experience is probably like, yeah, about a 6. A six, I yeah. would say most of the bottle experiences I have with this are between a seven and an eight. So I don't know. This can. This is the first time I've had it out of a can. I can't <laughs> say I'm overly impressed with the uh, can packaging, but I, I I give it I give Delirium Tremens a pass based on past experience. So. Yep, and I and I can and I can respect that. So, uh, all right, my friend, let's roll those credits. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Driftless Drink Studio Recording, courtesy of HPJ Studios in Tomo, Wisconsin. Be sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And like us on Facebook and Instagram, where we feature each episode's brews a week or so ahead of time. Visit us at driftlessdrinks.com, where you can comment on each episode, and drink along with us on the Driftless Drinks YouTube channel. 
Well, that's it for this episode of Driftless Drinks. My name is John. My name is Mark. Keep a cold one handy for us. Absolutely. And keep those pink elephants at bay. Or drink them. It'd be funny if we put this entire diatribe on. Oh, God. Nah. We, we could do this diatribe better if we needed to. Oh, I know. I agree. But it, I mean, to have something like that, just somebody just fall into that. Like, oh, I just wanted to drink a beer. Why are you guys so upset? <laughs> why are you? <laughs> what, why are you talking like that? What the fuck is wrong with these guys? Release the pink elephants! He's so cute.